Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people, the podcast. The podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Marketing is mind control. Okay, all right, follow me on this, okay? I know that sounds a little crazy, a little over the top maybe. You're looking like, Jay has finally lost his mind. Breaking news, we're here at Inspire God's People. In the studio with Jay Will, and he's out of his mind, folks. I'm telling you, this guy has finally lost it. Listen up. I do have a degree in marketing from Oakland University, which is a pretty decent business school, if I don't say so myself, which I just said so myself. Um, but outside of that, marketing is something that I've just studied through the years. Um, I don't work in the marketing department at my job, but I've worked with the marketing department on, you know, a pretty um, large scale, you know, on some projects nationally and things like that. So I've had some experience in marketing in, in different facets. On top of that, I have also engaged and read some marketing books. Now, the books are a little tricky. I don't like to say the names of the books. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of what I just said. Like marketing is mind control, and some of the books are very weird. So I get a little worried about sharing some information about uh, stuff like that. Cause I mean, I'm telling you, like some of these marketing and branding books, I'm like, oh, y'all pretty much uh, engaging in witchcraft to get people to do stuff. Pretty much, you know, some somewhat. Sometimes it's indirect, but hopefully, I'm able to make this point by the end of this show, or at least by the end of this introduction. You know what I'm saying? And you don't be looking at me like I'm crazy. Some of y'all done already turned it off. Get back over here. Get back over here. Get back over here. I want you to think about something. You're on your phone scrolling. You know what I'm saying? Just scrolling. Just doing what you do. And you see an advertisement. And the advertisement is like, look at me. I want you to buy this. I want you to do this. Every single advertisement that comes across your screen is actually trying to get you to do something. It's trying to actually um, change your behavior, you know, from what you're actually doing to get you to behave in a different way. So it's like, hey, click here. Um, there's what you call an action button on these advertisements. How do I know? Because if you see my video pop up on your Instagram page, there's an action button. That means I want you to either go to my website or go to my YouTube page, whatever. I'm trying to engage you and get you to uh, change your behavior. You know what I'm saying? Do that make sense so far? Now, some marketing is good. Maybe even most marketing is good. I truly enjoy engaging people. And I like being creative and, and creating things to engage people. You know what I'm saying? So 
don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like marketing in and of itself is wrong, but I've been really paying attention. And I guess even on this show, we've talked about it indirectly in a lot of ways, especially in the earlier shows. But here's what I want y'all to look at. You know, if you are, you know, maybe looking for a new car, right? And you can go on the website for, um, you know, Ford or, you know, whatever, Cadillac. You can go to one of these websites and they're going to have all type of deals, right? It's like, hey, 0% APR, zero down for 60 months, you know, and this, this, and this. Uh, the lease is $2.99 a month. And it's like, okay, cool. They're trying to get you to behave in a certain way. But what do we know a lot of times about marketing? Let's be real. A lot of times the ad that is advertised like at the forefront is literally just to lure you in and get you in the door. And what happens is what you what was advertised to you isn't necessarily as good as what you're going to get in reality. Now, you might think false advertisement is pointless, but false advertisement is actually very effective. Because a lot of times it's like, if I can get you to step in the door, then I can gradually increase the price and change the situation. But since you're already here, that's half the battle. You know what I'm saying? So like marketers and researchers literally study people. They study our behavior. And that's why I study them. That's why I study psychology, because I want to understand the people that's trying to understand me. Because I want to be able to counter whatever you trying to do to me. You know what I'm saying? And we live in this world where we just have to be aware that a lot of times we become little science experiments for organizations and companies and agendas and all of that stuff. And people are just trying to say, oh, what does Jermaine do if I show him that? Mm, okay. What does he do if I show him a Democratic you know, uh, Party promotion video? What does he do if I show him a Republican Party uh, promotion video? Oh, he clicked this video or clicked that video. So, you know what I mean? That's where the algorithms and all this stuff comes into play. Now, some people are like, I ain't interested in this. This ain't got nothing to do with me. Whatever. Look, if you alive in 2019, this has something to do with you. If you have a cell phone and you go to websites and you see something pop up that says cookies and you thinking Oreos and Chips Ahoy, you think they want to give you cookies. No, cookies is allowing them to take your information. And that's why if you go to a website that has cookies, then 20 minutes later, you on Instagram or something. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I was just looking at a Cadillac. Now they showing me a Cadillac. Yeah, bro, because they took your cookies. Cookie, cookie, my point, cookie, this stuff is all around us, man. So like, you can't get away from it. So I think it's better that we understand this stuff. Number one, how we utilize it as believers and entrepreneurs and business professionals, because I do believe it's a way to have integrity in marketing, but we also need to understand what we need to stay away from and what our products and our businesses, like we got to have character and be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like something like clickbait. So clickbait is, and I think anybody has been kind of pulled into clickbait. It's when you see a, a crazy headline for like something that's being advertised to you. So let's just say if it says like some celebrity uh, divorce and you like, oh, that's super interesting. And you click it and it's like, oh, that ain't got nothing to do with what I thought it was. That's clickbait. They just want to get you to click the link 
because people know if we get your attention, then we might be able to move your behavior into a different direction. On top of that, they've also studied the type of people who click those type of links. So there's all this research and studying going on around us, and it's all really based on trying to control our minds. Now, me, I used to think mind control, like when, when that term used to get thrown out, I used to think like mind control, like something like, like I ain't about to be spaced out. But then I started realizing like, no, if someone can alter your behavior, they can control your mind. If someone can show you a video and make you react to that video, they're controlling your mind, whether it's good or bad. And it happens to us every single day. We're being bombarded with information, bombarded with news stories. And, you know, again, positive, negative, like, man, for me, it's too much information. I'm like, look, bro, I tell people all the time, I cannot react to all of the news in the world. But that's the world we live in because people want to control your mind because that's how they make money. If I can get you to do this, get you to do that. If I can get you hyped up about this um, tragedy over here, if this makes you cry, this video, that like, it's like, bro, they showing us information from all over the world. It's like, look, good or bad, I'm sorry, y'all. And I don't mean, I mean this in the best possible way. It's just, I can't carry the burdens of the world. I'm not God. And I can't react to everything in the world. Now, I do think we should be aware of the world beyond just, like, we shouldn't be selfish and think that your experience, your personal life sums up the world. But I also think that we have to understand, look, I'm not God. If something is happening, you know, 20,000 miles away from me, and I've never even been there, and it's like you're providing me this information for, for me to react to, I also can't be that naive. So marketing is mind control. And you got to understand that the enemy wants to control our minds. Now, in Romans, it says, be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Like, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of our minds. Now, here's the question I have. If Christ wants to renew my mind, then what do I think the enemy wants to do? He wants to control and pollute my mind. God understands, of course, because he's God, that you're in your mind, all these decisions start there. And the enemy knows that if I have their minds, if I, if I have their emotions, if I got them charged up racially and politically, and people just hate each other over stuff that they didn't used to hate each other for, and now I'm controlling your behavior, because I'm making you hate people that you don't know. I'm hate making you hate people that you've never had dinner with, you've never talked to. I'm making you hate them so much that you won't have dinner or talk to them. And that's the world we live in right now. It's supercharged up. And I just want people to know that this is marketing. What I see in politics is nothing but marketing and branding. That's why they have taglines. Every presidential candidate that comes out has a, a dope tagline. And that's branding. It, it's like it becomes engraved in your mind and you see it and you don't like the supporters of the other candidate. They don't like you. And you got all of this stuff and it's all marketing. It's nothing. It's like T-shirts and hats and colors, red and blue. It's like it's all marketing and branding. And you're walking around as a real life science experiment 
and may not even know it because you allowed the marketing to control your mind. So, um, speaking of marketing, it's time to jump into the J. Will music song of the day. We went back to 2011 for this one, my very first solo album entitled The End is the Beginning of Forever. And I grabbed a song called Original featuring Jason Rutley. And as we're talking about all this marketing and mind control and that stuff, man, I just want y'all to be aware that, you know, Jesus made us originals. God created us to be peculiar people, to be different. And this song is also kind of like a part two, a part three of other songs that I've done. And I've had things like The Difference, um, the album, God Knows My Art. That kind of was birthed from the same mindset and idea as this song. But at the end of the day, man, we can't just do things because the rest of the world is doing it. We can't behave like they behave. And we have to understand the call to be believers. And, you know, as a Christian rapper, I'm not out here. I don't even listen to this secular music. I'm not out here, like, listening to secular rappers and trying to be like, oh, I'm the gospel version of that person. No, man, I'm original. I ain't saying I'm better. You know what I'm saying? Not better because I'm different. Not different because I'm better. I'm just better different. But anyway, the song is called Original, featuring Jason Rudley. When we come back, we are going to jump into, uh, let's see, we're going to talk about unlimited refills. People have been asking me to talk about finances, so I'll fit that in the show. And we're going to get social. I am an artist. The microphone is my paintbrush. My words are the paint. The music is my canvas. And this is my masterpiece. An original. Was just a silly kid. The son of Willie is. The meaning of my name. I guess I had a little game. When it came to basketball, I had a nice J. I had a lot of ups. But that was not enough for me to make the team, so I guess it's just a dream. But nothing serious like the Dr. Martin King. I've never been to jail, I've never smelled a cell. I'm kinda smart, I went to college, but it wasn't Yale. I know I had my fun, but I was not the one. Drinking, smoking, cursing, fighting, thugging, toting guns. My story's just begun. Was introduced to Christ in a different light at this point in my life. Was already a Christian, I just was half living. I always knew that there was much more to my life and purpose. But to this day, I still struggle with feeling unworthy because I'm just a person talking to other people. I can't articulate it, so that part's to be continued. Nicki Minaj is 
are invading your conscience, holding your hostage. Gotta change how you think, then you change your behavior. The mind is a master, and we are a slavery. Whips in the chains in the form of a range rover. Now you know the culture from which you have came. So I'm not entertained by the blickety blame. I see plenty of chains, now I'm ready for change. And I'm starting with me, my name is Wilson Jermaine. Heard original by J. Will Music featuring Jason Rutley, and that was produced by James Shelton. I really love that track, man. James did his thing with the piano and all that. When I heard it, I was like, oh, I need that. Let's get it. So, shout out to James Shelton, really dope producer. Um, man, we took it back. That was 2011. But it's crazy to me how, you know, as I was starting my journey on the purpose and, you know, that led me to where I am now. Listening back to my old music sometimes shows me everything matters. Everything that you're doing matters, even if you don't know how it's going to come together in the future. Like I was listening to certain lines. I had a line about walking towards my purpose. And we know, hey, that's what this show is about, right? Um, But also, this was a couple other lines that stood out in relation to the topic today. So I said, change how you think then you'll change your behavior. Like, as simple as that is, that's really where it starts, y'all. And that's why the enemy wants to attack your mind. And that's why marketing is so tricky, is because it's a way that the enemy markets to God's people and begins to change their mind about things, and then that changes their behavior. So think about something as simple as like, oh, back in the past, like, it was just... Well known, like as a believer, according to the Bible, you know, homosexuality is a sin. Um, All of this drug usage and promotion of drugs and I mean, things are sins. Lying is a sin. But in the world that we live in today, the enemy has marketed things to you, to me, to us and begin to change our behavior towards that thing. So that's really when you look at 
the whole homosexuality movement. It really changed when um, Obama brought in uh, the Pride Month and it made it a national, you know, holiday or whatever, however you look at it, whatever it's called. But I know that it existed before he did that, but he made it national. And what that did was allowed them to start marketing it. And one of the things that's tricky is like, so, you know, you take something like what? A logo, the rainbow, and you start rebranding and reshaping what it means in people's minds when they see that. Now, notice God created the rainbow for a completely different purpose. God markets the rainbow. I saw a full rainbow the other day in the sky, and I'm reminded of God's promise when I see it. But it's crazy how in the world that we live in today, they have captured, they have hijacked it, made it mean something totally different, and begin to change our behavior and our minds on what we think about something that God clearly calls a sin. And I've listened to Christians and in interviews and artists, you know, Christian artists talk about it, and people are afraid to call it what God said it is because of the way that the enemy has marketed it and changed our minds and changed our behavior simply by marketing something to us. So that's just an example of why this stuff is so important, because if you're not aware of it, you're going to be walking around not realizing like, yo, why am I tripping? Like, this ain't even that deep. Like God said, lying is a sin. But if liars come up with a logo and create a flag and start going on marches and parades, then I'll be like, you know what? Lying ain't all that bad. You know what I'm saying? Lying is a good thing. Man, you know what? Why do we ever, and, and then you start blaming Christians. What, what I'm saying is, let's be careful before we fall into the traps of the enemy. And let's also be educated and be mindful. That's why, again, I study marketing, study psychology, and I understand and I look at how the enemy is putting these things together to deceive God's people. And we don't want you to be deceived. We want you to be inspired. Inspired. Yeah. What in the world is up with people who take their job way too serious? All right. So here's what happened. Of course, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but me and Tiff, you know, this is a place she wanted to go to. It ain't really my speed. Little burger joint or whatever. We go there and I'm like, uh, it ain't, you know, it ain't nothing special. They got good milkshakes. So we go there. And I'm going to just be real with y'all how I get down, okay? A couple years back, me and Tiff, well, really, I decided, you know, or at least had the idea of, like, why are we ever buying two drinks at a restaurant? And I think what happened is typically me and my wife like the same type of drinks. Fresh brewed lemonade, that's like, or, or not fresh brewed, fresh squeezed lemonade or fresh brewed tea. Those are kind of some of the top ones that we like when we go out to eat. She gets into all the flavor lemonades, which sometimes are, they're hit or miss to me based on how people are flavoring the lemonade. But my point is, why would I get a lemonade and my wife get a lemonade 
and they are free refills. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't make sense. Like so, basically, we drinking the same. Like we we could just drink the, out of the same cup. You know what I'm saying? And just go through twice as many refills. That's how I get down. All right, that's my little thing. We've been doing that for years now. And we save a lot of money doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to waste no money. You know, you got to be, got to make smart financial decisions. You know what I'm saying? So financially, I'm going to get the water. This is how we do it every time. I'm going to let her choose whatever she want to drink, and I'm going to just make it work. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then. Now, here's what we typically do. Yo, oh, you want to try the strawberry lemonade? Then I usually be like on the next one. Hit me off on the refill with the mango lemonade. Then, you know what? On the next one, <laughs> and that's what we do. And we go from restaurant to restaurant, and we don't have no problems with that. Free refills, it don't matter which button you push on the fountain machine. Like, it just legit don't matter. If they cost the same thing, like, why do you care what flavor I'm drinking? So most people are cool with it. Oh, not take my job too serious, girl, the other day. So we in there, and Tiff got the strawberry, you know, lemonade. And there's another, like, blueberry or something lemonade on there. And I'm like, uh. I'm like, yo, you know what? When you refill it for, hit me with the blueberry boy. Here's what she said. Or actually, I think Tiff is the one who, who uh, I think I had Tiff ask her, you know, to make it look like she was refilling her own drink. Uh, yeah, that's what we did. So she hit Tiff off with the, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'll have to charge you for another one. Uh, oh, oh, you're going to try, you're going to hit me a whole nother three dollars because I want to switch the flavor. Here's the problem I have, y'all. I got two problems. This menu didn't just say free refills, okay? Because free refills most of the times are on menus outside of special order items. We ain't had nothing special. We just getting a cheap little lemonade. It wasn't even freshly squeezed. It was just fountain lemonade. So, free refills, cool. But guess what? This menu said unlimited free refills. Whoa. Unlimited? No limits. No limits and no boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Lemons all around me, fam. I'm thinking... I don't know why they put the word unlimited on there because typically when you see free refills with an S, that's multiple times I can keep getting a free drink. They advertise. We talking about marketing. They advertise and market it and put a whole new word on there to put me under the mindset, oh, it's no limits up in here. Like not only are the refills free, they unlimited. That's some good marketing, ain't it? But when I asked for a different lemonade, here is the other problem, y'all. We opened up the menu because I'm like, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it said limited free refills. You feel what I'm saying? We pulled it up, looked at it again. It said unlimited. But then, ah, we had another discovery. I discovered that the drink we wanted to refill with was actually 10 cent cheaper than the drink we ordered to start off with. Mmm. Let that marinate. So wait a minute. My refill that I'm trying to have is actually saving you money. 
Because I was about to refill with the drink that cost 10 cent more than what you. So anyone want to get technical with me, you know what I'm saying? Technically, I'm saving you money. Now, not only am I budgeting for my household, I'm actually allowing you to make an extra 10 cent off me because I'm getting a cheaper drink. But no, take my job too serious, girl. You know, she ain't want to give it to us. I got to tell y'all something about me. I don't argue with people at restaurants. It's not my style. Um, it You're dealing with my food. Uh, I don't want your finger to go make a mistake and hit the ice in my drink. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't trying to argue with you over the lemonade. So once you tell me I can't have it, cool. No problem, lady. Where you think this coming off of? Oh, this coming off your tip. Look, I know I got some restaurant workers out there. And we've talked about tips before. I am a 20 to 25% tipper on average. That's my standard. I'm going 20 to 25% off rip. Here's the problem. I penalize you if you don't do a good job. I think that's fair. You falsely advertising. I could have told your manager on you, but I was being nice. But I'm like, ain't no way in the world I'm giving you 20%. Now, I still left the tip. But the problem is that she missed out on is that the tip I would have gave her would have been more than the drink she was trying to charge me for. And it made me think, how many times in life are we being petty? Like, because I don't know what her issue was. Like, we, we was pretty chill. It was just us two. We wasn't doing nothing out of pocket. Like, we was just a, a couple out chilling like getting something to eat. It wasn't nothing special. We ain't had no attitude. It was just chill. But how many times in life are we being petty, but we're, and we think we proving a point, you know, like, uh, you can't, uh, I'm a, I'm a give you, charge you for the extra lemonade. When it's like, yo, you hurting your own pockets. And I think we have to be mindful in this life as we're having experiences don't hurt your own self. Like, 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 don't make decisions being petty that end up hurting your pockets. Because it's like, I was going, like, I show love on the tip. But now I just got to show like. Like, <laughs> I can't show you love on the tip after you do me like that. And then at the end of the day, I ask myself, what did she really gain by, like, what was in it for her? Is it just like an abuse of authority? Like you, like that didn't change my life. I can look. I it just didn't change much of anything. I don't know what it changed for you, cause you told some. Look, what I'm saying is, even if you ain't supposed to do that, look. I mean, for real, for real, for real. Unlimited free refills. You gonna do me like that? Look, I seriously think it comes down to integrity and marketing. You don't just do things just to get people in the door, you know, like we talked about earlier. And that's how sometimes a lot of people market. It's just to get you, get you there. And then when you get there, it's all these little stipulations and the small print. I hate small print because I feel like most of the time, the stuff that's in the small print really should be in large print. Like, why do they give you the fake stuff real big, like 50% off, like blah, blah, blah. Then all the important stuff, like 
excluding this brand, that brand, and that, and only available on Thursdays between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. It's like, yeah, you know what? The sign should have said only available Thursdays between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. Like, they signed in this menu should have said limited refills to whatever flavor you have, not unlimited free refills. You know what I'm saying? Then I would have been cool with it. And my point at the end of the day with that is like, because I know it's a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this, we have to have integrity in the way we market. It's nothing wrong with marketing. It's nothing wrong with selling. But when you sell something, it should do what you said it was going to do. I'm tired of being sold stuff. And then I get it. And it's like, yo, oh, this just remind me of something else. I bought me and my wife new phones recently. And I hate buying new phones. Buying a new phone is like buying a new car. You in there all day. Like, what are you doing, man? Ring me up and let's get up out of here, bro. But, but of course, they had this deal going on. Now, I will say, at the end of the day, it was a good deal. It was just some little minor things that wasn't all the way how they said it was going to be. It's like, oh, you get this amount off, but oh, yeah, we going to hit you with that on the rebate. Like, you get what I'm saying? False advertising. But nonetheless, you know, we get these phones, and of course, we buy cases and all that. And where, where I was torn at was on the screen protector. You know what I'm saying? Because my last phone, I just hit the $5 store, five below, get my little screen protector from there, and I ain't never had a problem. I'm talking about had that for a couple years, never scratched, never, like, broke a screen, like, whatever, dropped the phone a few times, you know, in a couple years. That $5 screen protector had me good. But this time, I got a new phone. And I didn't get insurance, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I calculated out the insurance, and with the deal I got on the phone, the insurance over the two years is, was the exact same amount as the phone. So I'm like, that don't make sense. <laughs> if the phone break, I'd be better off not getting the insurance and just repurchasing a phone or a screen you know, for $100 or whatever. You know, I stopped and I did the math right there in the store. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I don't want insurance. Cool. But since I'm not going to get insurance, I do want a screen protector. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I want to get the $5 one on this one just because it, it did work last time. But I also had insurance on my last phone. So with these, what am I going to do? I'm looking in the store to get the, you know, the screen protector. Because in my mind at the time, what I'm thinking is the screen protectors here Gotta be better than the $5 store, right? This a $40 um, screen protector. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot. That's like 800% more than the previous one for $5. Okay, cool. So I get the $40 screen protector. And within two weeks, it's a crack. Now, mm, I ain't took it off yet. I think it's just a crack in the screen protector. So I take it to the store. And I'm like, yo, um, I just bought this for $40, bro. <laughs> like, the mugs, it says on there, like, you could drop it up to 10 feet. I, I've only, only dropped this on carpet, and I'm not 10 feet tall. So, like, yeah, like, and it's like, oh, yeah, if you don't have the insurance, then you can't just get a free. See how people do stuff? They don't tell you all that when they sell it. But all good. It's all good. So, what did I do? I went online and bought a $7.99 screen protector to go right back where I started because also my wife's screen protector has a crack in hers too. So 
You talk about false advertisement and all this stuff, and I think this kind of blends into finances because at the end of the day, you know, one of the things I'll say, and I had a couple of people um, request that I talk about finances. I was asking some people who were messaging me like, yo, what you think, what you want to hear about on the show or whatever. They were telling me that the show was dope. It was like um, a few people last week. And I asked everyone, people gave different suggestions, but everybody said finances. So let me give a little financial tidbit today. Just based on what we just talked about, right? Um, One thing about finances is accountability and awareness. So when you think about it like a savings account, checking account, you should be accountable for what's happening there. One of the first things that we, I think we do, at least I used to do, is just not be mindful of where money was going, when it was going. And Tiff really helped me in this because she pays attention to everything um, with finances. And so it's like just that accountability and awareness. So something as simple as saying, you know what? I'm not buying two drinks because even though it's like only seems like $3, if we go out to eat four times a month, you know what I'm saying? That's 12 bucks over the course of a year. That's about a hundred and something dot. Like, you know what? I could put that hundred and something dollars in, in my savings account. And a lot of times financially, you have to start with the small things. I think one of our issues is that we want to get to the big number and we don't realize that small rocks make a mountain. We want to try to dig big rocks. Like, no, I'm going to try to save 500 at a time. And it's like, yeah, that's cool if you could do that, but this small amount over a long period of time equals a big amount. And even if you look at the second scenario where I was in, you know, the, the store buying the phone, in the past, I went ahead and bought the $5 screen protector, which looked, the packaging and everything looks the same, but just in my mind at the time, being in the store, being marketed and sold and advertised to, I'm thinking the $40 one must, it has to be better than the $5 one, right? And so that's the other thing we can't do. Like financially, being aware, being aware of pricing, um, being aware also of like, okay, where we can get deals. And not all deals are good deals because there, there's a limit to me with cheap stuff. Like I don't like cheap things, but I like good things that are good on sale. So it's like, if I could find something, uh, just the other day, I found some shoes that were, I bought like $250 worth of shoes and I paid two, I paid $47. Um, I found a store that was going out of sale, out of business. And they had, it was one pair of shoes, a hundred dollars. I got for $5. Another pair of shoes, a hundred dollars. I got for $23. The last pair of shoes was about $140, and I got them for, how much did I pay for those? Must have been about $20, $15-$20. At the end of the day, my it was $47, and I got $250, $300 worth of shoes. Um, or $350 worth of shoes, actually, now that I do the math. So what's my point? Yeah, I like nice things. I like nice shoes and stuff like that. But you know what? When I go in a store and shoes cost $150, in my mind, I can't afford that. Not whether or not I have the 150 or not, I can't afford that. So when we talking about finances, those are just a couple of things, some starters, and I'll probably dig more into it next week and build on this 
Um, and I think this is why, how I'll have the financial conversation. I won't try to do too much at, at one time, but because a lot of people are asking, these are simple things we could do. Um, when I was in the phone store, and this is not the, you know, I want to be careful. It's not like, when I was, what I did, do what I did. No, it's not about that. I'm just sharing these experiences. These things really just happen. And I guess the, sometimes the best way to be able to paint the picture is just to tell you what I'm doing um, that may seem small, but has, you know, equal bigger for me. But when I was in the um, phone store, Versus just going with what they're selling you all the time. People will push things on you and you'll just be spending money left and right. You know what I mean? But sometimes you, I always pull out my calculator and I'm calculating numbers. I'm pretty good with percentages in my head. But if, if it's something that I'm not getting real quick, I, like, I just have my phone calculator handy where it's like, whoa, wait a minute. How much is that? $13 a month over this amount of time. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. How much am I paying for the phone? Two fifty. Yeah, this don't make sense, bro. This the same amount. Like, no, nah, we don't need the insurance. And they would have had, you know, me on the insurance had I not been thinking like that. Accountability and awareness. Be accountable for what's going in and out of your account and also be aware. And those things can be interchangeable, but I guess accountability is more so holding yourself to something. It's like, don't just allow yourself to go get an extra you know, lemonade, if you don't need the extra lemonade, what you, you balling, you, you know what I'm saying? Like we stunting, you balling out at the restaurant with another lemonade. Nope. Me and my wife could look as broke as you want us to look sharing this lemonade. Because at the end of the day, if I could put that $4 in an account and, you know, do that over a course of time, or maybe, you know, whatever else, go, go get me some little nice shoes for a cheap price. Look, the shoes ain't cheap. They're luxurious, nice shoes. But I don't want to pay full price for them. So one of the things that I try, that I learned uh, a while ago was, look, most people show off and feel like they did something when they overpay for something. So if someone paid three four hundred dollars for some shoes, they want you to know, like, uh, yeah, these three four hundred dollars. Cause I learned something about myself years back. Oh, I'm mentally the total opposite. I be feeling like I did something when I'm wearing stuff on sale. I'm like, yo, these shoes cost 150 and I paid $20. Like, I'm killing. These shoes is cold. Like, so if you ever see me and you looking like, Jermaine, you're looking like you're feeling yourself. Just know I'm probably wearing something that was on sale because I'm anointed to shop. I'm telling y'all, don't let me get churchy right now. I'm anointed to shop. I didn't had this anointing since I was in college. It started off because I was broke. I ain't had no money. I ain't had no choice. But God gave me a gift to shop on sale, online, inline, offline, retail, you tell, I tell. Ooh, what am I talking about right now? It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Guys, people, it's time to head over to my Facebook page. Jermaine James, uh, Jermaine James, uh, the Facebook page of Jermaine James. Yo, all right, let's get into this. Um, I'm going to do something. I don't usually talk about marriage a lot on the show, 
it's not one of my topics. Like relationship stuff is just funny to me. It's something that I don't do a lot of because it's like, I feel like everyone tries to do that and I'm really just actually trying to have a good marriage and trying to do the right thing and, you know, me and my wife get on the same page, stay on the same page, all that. So it's like, uh, it's enough relationship advice out there. So that's not really my thing, you know what I'm saying? But let's see if I got some relationship chops, you know what I'm saying? Let's see what I'm talking about on Facebook. Okay, the first post had 68 likes, 39 comments, and six shares. Here's what I said. When we get married, we jump the broom, light unity candles, pour sand, take communion, kiss, and do the electric slide. When we get a divorce, we sign a piece of paper. From now on, I think you should have to undo everything that you did. And I'm laughing. Oh, no, this ain't a smiley face. This is like, like the, the teeth, like, yikes. This the yikes face. Um, <laughs> I was being silly. At the same time, it was just a random thought. Um, and it, the thought, to be honest, wasn't necessarily about marriage as much as it was about, as it was about commitment. Um, so marriage is obviously a part of that. Um, but what I was thinking about is like when we go into something, when we are committing to something, we are excited about it. And I got a whole episode about, you know, it, trying to be excited, you know, once the newness wears off. But when we go into things excited, we do all these rituals. Like I, I literally, I think I typed this. Yeah, I was in a wedding. I was in, at the reception when I actually made this post, but I was at a wedding. And I'm like, man, it's just interesting how much stuff we do. But again, when you're going into something, you 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 dancing, you're happy, you we're pouring sand, we doing all this stuff. And then once we're in the commitment, right? Then it's like we just leave. But what about what about the sand? Like, so my thing is like, can we unpour the sand real quick? Can we go back and undo the electric slide? Like dance in reverse. Like, I want everything back. Can I get my toaster back? Cause you ain't get much more than a toaster from your boy right now. Look, can I get can I get my toaster back though, bro? And all the bread, like anything, how many loaves have you toasted in my toaster? You know what I'm saying? I'ma need all that back. <laughs> but what I want y'all to take from it, for real, for real, and I know that some people unfortunately have experienced divorce. And so in all seriousness, I'm not trying to make light of your situation or anything like that. And I don't think nobody on the post took it like that. Um, which is cool. And I know some people have gone through that. So um, at the end of the day, what I really was talking about was commitment. And really from myself to everyone else is thinking about it. Like, yeah, Jermaine, don't just be excited when you're going into something and do all these things that really don't mean nothing at the end of the day, if all you're going to do is walk away from it. Um, and so that's kind of what I was thinking about. Like, you know, whether you were you know, with this podcast or, you, you know, you're starting a business or doing something, try to keep that commitment throughout the process of the ups and downs because they do come. I'm excited, man. We are about uh, eight weeks away from our one year anniversary right now. You know what I'm saying, bro? Almost a year into this podcast. October 10th is a year, 10-10. Um, I didn't choose that date on purpose, but that's an easy date to remember. So I'm excited about that. And um, 
I'm committed, bro. You ain't getting your saying back from me. You ain't. You gonna have to go unlisten to all these shows if you want me to stop right now. Well, I, mean, I guess at some point I gotta stop, right? I, I, I could be 85 still. I want to inspire gosh peoples. You know, old people put an S at the end of regular words like that. My granny do that, like the peoples. Like, no, granny, people is plural already by itself. Okay, let's get one more post in. Oh, here's what I said. Marriage 101, leave your pride at the door. This had 184 likes, 41 comments, and 20 shares. So marriage, leaving pride at the door. Why did I say this? I was randomly thinking about how there was a point in time early in my marriage when I always was trying to be right. Or I felt like, you know how like in the court of law, you're trying to get down to like, what's the right? Who was right? Who was wrong? Who's guilty? Who's innocent? That type of deal. I don't think marriage works like that, at least not all the time. And, and from this particular standpoint, what I'm saying is, okay, if you're debating or arguing or got some small situation that comes up, in marriage, I learned how to be okay with just taking the L sometimes. So it don't matter. Maybe you feel like, no, but I'm right in this situation, and I got to prove that I'm right. And you know what? I've just learned for myself, like, hey, you know what? Only reason you really holding on or trying to be right right now is because of pride. You leave that at the door. You probably going to have just a much better day to day or whatever. And I'm definitely flawed in this at times. But I'm just saying. As a general rule of thumb, married couples or the people who want to be married, you know, it's a lot of people who want to be married out there. Uh, I see y'all little uh, relationship posts every day on um, Instagram and Facebook, and that's cool. But just know that you're going to have to leave your pride at the door if you get there. And when you go into something, especially something that's forever, um, you're not going to be in a good mood forever. You're not going to be cute every single day in the world forever. Like, So you got to understand like when you jumping into something like this, that this is a long time. Like, you're not you're going to have some days where you just got to take an L and you got to be OK with that, because sometimes an L today is a dub in the future. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God's people. Thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback. You want to let me know what's on your mind. You got a topic you want to hear or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show. It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it.